Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Happy Sunday. Declan Goff here. It is Vikings event line. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're just a few days away from Vikings training camp. Judd Zolgad will be live uh, from TCO to break all things down. Mackie and Judd and myself will have some cool things planned here uh, in the coming days for Minnesota Vikings training camp. Stay tuned on that. Uh, in the meantime, I'll have Eric and Colin on here to little for a little Vikings event line conversation. We're going to talk a little Kirk Cousins and project the 2021 season as well. Uh, if this is the first time you're discovering Minnesota Vikings event line, thank you for supporting us. If you're watching us on our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you consume us via audio on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, we appreciate it. Leave us a five-star review on Apple as well. Uh, you've probably seen it ticking on the bottom of the screen for the video audience. If you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Scrolling across the screen right there, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll gladly put you in queue. I have a few other people uh, lined up. We'll be doing these up until the season starts, basically, and then once the regular season starts, we'll go back to our traditional event line format with Mackie and Judd and myself, be ready to break things down the second after the game ends. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, for the last year here at Score North, uh, interacting with you, the Vikings fans. We are the most interactive Vikings show in all of Vikings land, so we appreciate you guys uh, for making this basically your show on Vikings event line. So again, if you want to get in a future episode, Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. All right, logistics are over. We got two California dudes in the house, my guy Eric and Colin. Both these guys uh, are in Cali right now, obviously at 3 o'clock or uh, or a couple hours behind, I should say, uh, over there in California on the West Coast. Is it always, is it a little more difficult knowing that the Vikings games are like earlier on a noon start or do you actually kind of prefer it because then like you get the rest of your day to you, to your hands? Um, wake, I mean, when I first moved, I moved here back from Minnesota um, a few years ago and getting up at 10 o'clock in the morning and I like to drink a couple of beers, you know, <laughs> game, so that makes yeah. it a little early to start, but um, it's nice to wake up and try it into it for sure. Hell yeah. Colin, what about you? Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I mean, when you're on the Pacific, you know, on the West Coast here, uh, you have football all day. You wake up, I have a Bloody Mary. and Nice. You kind of just have football from 10 a.m. till about 8:39 once 
once Sunday night football is over. So it's literally all day. So it's pretty nice. Dude, I love that. I did uh, Hawaii uh, a few years ago, and that was kind of a trip because we, I caught a couple of Vikings games there. That was the 2017 season, and the game started like at 8 o'clock, 8 or 9 a.m., and it was like kind of a trip being like waking up, literally rolling out of bed, which I do here at you know like 11.55 Central Time, uh, but it was a little weird starting the morning off uh, right away with, with football, but that, it's great. I'm glad you guys are still supporting. Are you, got, you Eric, you said you moved from Minnesota to California, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I originally grew up in California. I moved out there for okay. a little while for about six or seven years and then moved back. Okay, and Kyle, what about you? Right outside of Minneapolis. Yeah, so um, I kind of got roped in the whole Vikings thing through my dad. He grew up in Minnesota, and I have lots of family out there, and I've got friends out there as well. And so I kind of just I've you know tagged on to the, the Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota sports police in general. So, And then uh, arguably I think I'm the only – the only one out of my friends, my my school, who still supports the Vikings, so it's been tough, but... Nice, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy, this Vikings vent line, all these dudes that have come on, um, men and women that have come on, that have said that the majority, honestly, the majority that I've had people on are not living or residing in Minnesota. So I'm actually like, I'm extremely impressed that like so many Vikings fans are literally all around the country. I think it's awesome. So um, it's good to know that you guys also support the mission. We just want to see this bleeping team win a Super Bowl before we die. I think we're all. I'm 28 years old. Eric, I don't know how old you are. Count, I don't know how old you are either. But I mean, I just, I just want to see it. Just want to see it once. I don't think that's too much to ask. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man. Yeah, let's uh, let, let's. Let's get into our, our first question here. Uh, you know, this is, what, year four now of the Kirk Cousins era, um, and it seems like the offensive line is fixed. The weapons are all here. They got ranked fifth by ESPN. There's two great receivers. You have a great running back. Irv Smith should be uh, coming into his own. On the other side of the football, which we'll get into a little bit, mostly that has been fixed. So I want to know from you, and Eric, I'll start with you. Uh, is this a make-or-break year for Kirk Cousins and uh, in, in his tenure with the Vikings? I, I hope so. I mean, I really think he doesn't have any more excuses. He really needs to produce. He has all the weapons. Um, we can't give him a better team with the salary cap that he currently has. Um, it's really hard to cheer for a guy who also, you know, with that choir boy video coming out and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's been difficult to really have Kirk Cousins back. Um, every time you get excited, he usually lets you down, I feel like. Uh, I feel like he is a very talented quarterback, and I – I think um, this year he's going to produce for us and because I think we're going to have such a team, maybe the pressure will be off him a little bit. We get off to a fast start and um, hopefully, hopefully. So if not, I say we get rid of him next year and, and bring on Aaron Rodgers or something. <laughs> That's what I'd like uh, to do. Yeah, man, Colin. Before I get to you, quick, Eric. Uh, you know, I, I agree. I, I think it's it's it all. Everything is set up here. It's been people have been critical of Kirk. Some people here on that watch Purple Daily and consume Mac and Jed and myself say we're too harsh on Kirk Cousins. But I mean, when you sign that contract and you have the pedigree that he has, and we've been starred for the franchise quarterback, it just seems like he has always melted in those games. So, like, do, do you do you honestly feel like it's like NFC Championship game or bust or something, or like is it just Super Bowl or bust in this Kirk Cousins era? Where are you kind of feeling? For me, every year it's Super Bowl or bust. So I've had a lot of heartbreak. Uh, but I have high expectations for the team. Um, I always like to say we're a team of the future because we certainly aren't a team of the past. And, uh, yeah, I say Super Bowl or bust. Like if, if he does, I think if he gets us to the NFC Championship game, that's a huge step forward, obviously. Um, but if he comes out and chokes and we have another you know, 42 nothing loss like we get against the Giants or 
against the Eagles a long time ago in the NFC Championship game. Like, get rid of him and let's move on. I'm excited about Kellen Mond. I think he's got a lot of potential. And, yeah, I I don't want to see him stick around, if, especially at a $45 million cap. It. That's, right. that's too ridiculous. Kyle, what do you think, man? Is this a uh, is this a make or break year for Kirk Cousins in his Vikings in his Vikings uniform? You know, I think there are a lot of different factors that can kind of go into this, right? Um, and to say that you know make it or break it, right, a career defining year, that's a lot. Um, and when you talk about like a make it or break season, are you referring to individual stats or are we talking we're talking wins? Um, you know, I think wins personally for me have always been a team stat. And you know, I'm slightly a Kirk stand. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm also not drinking the you know the purple Kool Aid, right? I mm-hmm. think we're at the point where we need to see, you know, Kirk to continue to be productive and, and you know, bring down the turnovers and be consistent. Um, but I think there's a lot of uncertainty as far as where we're at with the team. Um, you know, you know, I think with Kirk, right, we need him to win the games where we are, you know, on the road in Pittsburgh for Sunday Night Football or we are, you know, coming back at home. we got the Browns at home against the fancy. Those are the type of games that we need him to win. I don't think we need, you know, top five numbers – necessarily um but if we put a team around him that where that can support him specifically o-line and a defense that you know isn't going to be fourth to last in the nfl um i think then we can kind of start having that conversation but um if kirk can you know continue to do what he's been doing but bring the turnovers down and the team is as good as we think that it's going to be you know i think that we could see a pretty good year but as far as make it or break it i don't know necessarily you know, if I would go that far, but I think that the pressure is building and now we can kind of sit down and say, you know, Kirk, like it's time. But yep. um, at the end of the season, I don't know if I can fully turn around and say, you know, I'm, I'm over the Kirk Cousins yet, but it all kind of comes down to how we see the team gel together, really. Yeah, it seems like the infrastructure around him for the first time, at least in his Vikings tenure, seems to be the best it's ever been. Um, you know, you can make a case in 2018 that defense was still pretty damn good, uh, but you didn't have Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook was in and out of the lineup. Uh, now the offensive line hopefully should be better with Derisaw and Wyatt Davis. But, um, Colin, you said you're a little bit of a Kirk stand, so I guess just, just curiosity. Uh, for you, what is it that you really, really like about Kirk Cousins, or what's something that you think gets kind of misunderstood with some Vikings fans with Kirk? You know, I think Kirk, you know, overall, he's just, like, he kind of mentioned, right, the choir video. He's just, like, not, like, an super <sighs> guy if you're if you're an opposing fan. He's easy to pick on. Um, and Kirk, you know, I think that the, the thing with Kirk, right, if he was getting paid where he probably should be, I think we wouldn't be having this conversation. But the fact that he does take up that salary cap kind of does change everything. Um, and, I, you know, I think for the first time possibly ever we're putting – He's having, even when he was in Washington, I think we're, we're putting an O-line in for them that, you know, could possibly support him. So I think that's what I'm most excited for. Um, but I think overall I have, you know, been able to come up with, honestly, excuses as to why he isn't performing as, as well as he should be. But even then, I think he's still putting up pretty decent numbers. And last year, I think what the Vikings were fourth in, in yards offensively. And um, I think this is probably the time where he needs to step up. But well, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think this is mostly a make-or-break-it for him in his Vikings tenure, as as Eric alluded to. Yeah, $45 million cap hit. You know, he doesn't really, he's not at least right, it wasn't this season, he wasn't interested in restructuring that cap hit. I believe if you get out, you only eat $10 million of that dead money. So 
if it's if it's not NFC Championship game or if it's not Super Bowl, I mean, I, I can you can make a case that that succession plan in Kellen Mond uh, starts in 2022. But for right now, in 2001, it appears everything is a go. And uh, I'm curious, especially with this NFC North looking like a disaster uh, outside, like the Vikings should absolutely run away with this division. With Devontae Adams news coming out, Zadarius Smith putting out a cryptic tweet that he wants a realtor, I saw um, on Friday as well. So it looks like the Vikings should absolutely run away with this division and there's no more uh, excuses. Let's go to the other side of the football. Ball quick. Um, you know, all the free agent resources this year were basically spent on fixing that defense last year. Yet you didn't have Daniil Hunter. Uh, your cornerbacks were basically all depleted. You had to start a lot of rookies, and they went out this season and they signed Patrick Peterson. They signed Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, hopefully, Eric Kendrick stays healthy for 16 games this year. And obviously, Daniil Hunter being back in the defensive line uh, should obviously get uh, should help getting after the quarterback. Uh, so, Eric, I'll start with you. What what do you think? Do you think the Vikings made the right decision putting all that resources on the defense? And do you think it kind of return to where we're accustomed it, uh, to be in a Mike Zimmer era? Absolutely. Um, we signed a lot of really good players. Our defense is loaded. We got stars, studs all over the place. Uh, Michael Pierce, Delvin Tomlinson, Brashad Breeland. Um, I was listening to the All Things Covered uh, podcast that Patrick Peterson does the other day. And he, him and Harrison Smith were ranting and raving about Xavier Woods. I haven't watched a lot of film on him or anything, but it sounds like, based on what they were saying, that he he looks like he's a good piece. Against um, Alexander, Neil Hunter, I'm excited about the options that we can have. Like we can run a three-four uh, defense, put Delvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce, and Sheldon Richardson on the front line, and have Neil Hunter, Anthony Barr come off the edges. You know, and, and there's a lot of different looks we can give defenses. Mike Zimmer is really creative. Um, I don't see why, you know, barring injury, there's no excuses for this defense to be a top five defense. Um, with that, putting our offense in good position to score um, should take pressure off again, Kirk Cousins. And, and I really think that, that this defense is fixed. I'm yeah, I, about it. me too, man. I, I think I think they've obviously improved. You know, I, I think it'd be pretty shocking if it was a below average defense. Judd has made a big point that it, that it has to be top 10. It has to be in the top 10 uh, for this Vikings team to realistically be Super Bowl contenders and for it to where it should be in, with Mike Zimmer as the head coach um, or heads could roll. I think it's lofty to assume that it, you just basically flip a switch, plug in six players, um, and go from 30th to you know, where it was in 2017-18 when it was the top defense or a top five unit in the NFL. I do think it's significantly improved. Obviously, Xavier Woods is the one that we kind of get, we kind of sleep on because um, he's a safety and Anthony Harris had a bad year last year. But, you know, if Harrison Smith and Pat P are raving about him, then, I mean, he must be a damn good football player. So I'm excited to see what he does, too. Uh, Colin, what do you think, man? Do you think this Vikings defense is, is fixed and it's, it's trending back to where it used to be? Absolutely. I mean, I think last year they faced some big issues uh, that I think they addressed this offseason. And first being their D-line was pretty undersized. Um, they added Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce. I believe that we got some good size on that line. And I think, you know, we also had a good hard time getting the quarterback. And, you know, I guess he's back this year. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, two-time Pro Bowler. He had 14 and a half sacks in 2018 and 2019. Daniel Hunter, mm-hmm. huge. Um, and I think just in general with their defense, he kind of touched on it, Eric Hendricks. Um, you know, I think he's in the conversation as one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL right now. And our secondary improvements, you know, alone stand out the most, I think. Um, Harris Smith, obviously a hell of a football player. Um, I don't, and then, you know, with, with Patrick Peterson, you guys kind of touched on it a few a few episodes ago. I think he's really going to uh, serve as that Captain, Captain Munderlin role of the yeah. field and, you know, helping these young guys almost kind of get, uh, almost like a translator in a way uh, from, from coaching um, and really just like kind of, uh, help these young guys as they kind of start their NFL careers. 
um, bringing in Rashad Breeland. Super excited about that. Um, and, you know, this Vikings defense has been arguably top five for four out of the past five years. And I think people kind of can forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if things go how we all are expecting, I think this team could easily be top ten uh, defensively. Um, and I, I think that that's, that's a very realistic possibility. Yeah, man. I, I, Pat P um, is kind of the sexier signing there. I know it was just a one-year deal, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who used to be an all-pro cornerback. Those days are probably behind him. That does not mean he still not can't be a, a serviceable cornerback uh, and someone who's very beneficial in the room. Cam Dantzler was, was a damn good rookie. People forget that how good he was in the second half of the season last year. I know Jeff Gladney's uh, future and just availability with the bike is a little bit up in the year right now, but if Pat P steps in and is at least, um, as Colin pointed out, a veteran in that locker room taking on that Captain Munderland role that could be a, a big big thing for this Vikings defense and Eric Kendrick staying healthy I think is huge you know Daniel Hunter is a monster I'm curious who the hell who the heck else is going to play on the other side of him on rushing the cornerback you know it was him and Everson Griffin for so long and that tandem worked out very very well um, it might be a, a kind of a committee role but Daniel Hunter being back and if he's indeed healthy I mean you're talking yeah, he's a top five defensive end and he's going to absolutely feast um on opposing quarterbacks uh so we'll transition to this last question here and uh you know i kind of ask everyone that comes on the show you know it is a that 17 game season now i keep forgetting that but uh how many wins uh do you think you have for the vikings this year in 2021 eric i'm going 13 and four uh all right i look at the schedule um we have we play a lot of our harder games at home which is a huge benefit we always play great at the bank um i see san francisco baltimore um, being some tough tough games for us on the road. We have a couple difficult stretches, but I'm pretty confident in, in this roster, and I, I really like the coaching on this team. I think that Mike Zimmer is a really good coach. Every other year, we do really good. <laughs> We're never, uh, it's never back-to-back, but every other year since Mike Zimmer's been uh, the head coach, we've gone to the playoffs, so I think this is the year that we're going to go make a deep run, and, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking to 13-4. Dude, I love it. I love, love, love the 13-4 and four optimism there. I mean, that's probably number one seed. You know, that's probably the number one seed. There's only, what, the one bye um, in the NFL now, so only one team in the top seed in each conference gets a bye. 13-4, and four, you're probably flirting with, with getting that, that bye. And, and your schedule point, too, it, it, it is a difficult schedule from opponent winning percentage and teams last year. But the thing I like the most about it is it doesn't lay out as like a gauntlet. Like, you know, last December when they had to go to the Saints and the Bucks and everything just basically fell out, uh, the bottom fell out after that team. The Bikes were basically locked into the playoffs, and I know that Bears loss at home was the biggest uh, ball breaker there. Uh, but this schedule in general, yeah, that Ravens game might be tough. That Niners game might be tough. Steelers could be t- could be difficult. But there isn't like a run of three or four games where really you're like, oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be really insane, and this is going to be um, a, a long month for the Vikings. It kind of sets up really, really nice and favorably. And, yeah, if that, if that U.S. Bank crowd is back at full strength, yeah, I mean, it, there should be no excuse why the Vikings shouldn't win six or at least seven of, of their home games. What, what do you got, Alice, Eric? Yeah, and, with the, you know, there's rumors. There's talk today. Uh, Devontae Adams might not be. Uh, yeah. His contract talks are going bad. Aaron Rodgers might not be back. They got a rookie quarterbacks on the Bears. So, I, I mean, I, I could see a sweep in the division for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we split games with the Bears and the Packers, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. And then, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in that. So. I love it, dude. I love it. Colin, what about you, man? What do you got for a record this year for the Bikes? You know, unfortunately, I'm not as optimistic as that, I think, maybe because I'm scared all every year. But <laughs> um, I'm probably sitting in that, like, 11 and 6 range, you know, 12 and 5. 
Um, I think that there's, you know, some, this is a really tough schedule. Um, but I, I think there aren't, like you mentioned, too many stretches where I can say, you know, the Vikings could, could lose, you know, three out of those four games. That's right. Stretch where there's, there's a lot of, a lot of pressure there. But, you know, something I wanted to point out is, you know, Zimmer went from having, you know, a top 10 scoring defense to third worst. Right. And, you know, they went, were almost, I think it was about 11 points per game more than they were in 2019 and 2018. So, um, you know, last year the Vikings had lost six games by less than 10 points. So this guy, you know, it, it was a little bit better than what the record showed. Um, and with, if everything goes to plan and what we, the improvements that we've seen so far and they go come to fruition, I could easily see this, you know, 12, 13 wins, but I'm a little bit hesitant about the schedule. Um, and we'll kind of just, you know, see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm flirting in that 11 wins as well. I think that's kind of the ceiling. Uh, you know that if if and I don't think he is, but if Aaron Rodgers is indeed not going to play for the Packers, I mean that's that's six. Like yeah, I, that's five wins at the very least. Maybe you just lose one in a trap game situation, but that that should be five out of six wins easily and then the rest you just got to piece together six more and that gets you to 11 wins so i i have an 11 um eric i love the options at 13 and 4 i mean if that's the case yeah i mean start playing the parade let's go let's have a home home field advantage throughout the postseason um i absolutely love it man uh eric colin thank you so much uh for coming on vikings vent line i always like to give a little a little room for i'll give each of you a little 60 second shout out here to shout out anyone you want or make one last take um eric i'll start with you the floor is yours man um, I'd just like to make a shout-out to my dad and my Uncle Scott, who got me into becoming a Vikings fan um, back in, like, 97, 98. Um, it's a roller coaster being a Vikings fan, but I'm, I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. And uh, I'm excited for the future. I'm optimistic. And, um, yeah. Love Go it, Vikings. dude. Gold Isn't gold. it great? It's go to the bowl. There you go. It is. Isn't it hilarious how uh, you know our, our parents or our uncles or our grandfathers are the ones who just basically put it on us and we're great. All right, we're young, we're impressionable, it's amazing. And then you get older, like why, why am I doing this? Like if I if I do have offspring, am I, like do I want you to be part of this? I like in theory, I think you do, but my my years of torture uh, could possibly uh, say otherwise. Kyle, what about you, man? Uh, who, somebody you want to shout out? You got one last take. What do you got for me? Yeah, man, thanks for having us on. It's been a blast. Um, just shout out, uh, you know, my, my dad. He's the one who turned me into a bike fan. And shout out to everyone coming down for the, the Chargers game. So uh, my, my dad, uh, he's still very close to all his high school friends, and they're coming out uh, with all their sons who are now Vikings fans. So we're all staying at our place, and we're going to go down to the Chargers game. Awesome. Uh, it's going to be a great time. So shout out to them, and I'm really looking forward to the season. And, you know, I hope that it goes as well as we all hope. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm ready to go after this. You know, I don't know if you guys are Twins fans, but the Twins have been a disaster this year. The Wilder were really fun. They had a nice pop-up year. The Wolves, I think, are trending in a fun direction. It looks like it could be a really interesting summer. Uh, but, you know, th- there's something about that. Like you said, the Purple Kool-Aid comes back around even after a sour season. All of a sudden, we're getting closer here. Like we're, what, we're six, seven weeks from the first week of the season. I'm ready to go, too. So, um, yeah, man, let's roll. 11 wins, 13 wins, as Eric said. I'm all in on that. Should be should be an absolute blast. Uh, Eric Collin, thanks so much for coming on, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys, if anyone wants to be on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, uh, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Hit that subscribe button. We're still pumping out seven days a week of Minnesota Vikings content. We'll have some fun training, con- uh, training camp content and even some... Uh, fun live episodes that we're going to be doing uh, even in the evening hours as well. So it's going to be a fun uh, couple weeks here at Score North and on Purple Daily. For Eric, for Colin, I'm Declan Goff. Thank you so much for tuning in to Vikings Ventline, and we'll be back on Monday.